Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello spooksters. Hello. And today is this month's installment of Listener Encounters. If you are new here, this is when we read your guys' stories that you email over to us. If you would like one of your stories read on a future listener's episode, you can go to threespookedgirls at gmail.com and send it there. If you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls, and our Facebook group is Three Spooked Girls Official, and we have something new happening. Jessica is putting together blind date books that she is picking out for you guys. So if that is something you would like to partake in, go check it out. It's in the Facebook group. By the time you hear this, it may be in the link tree. I don't know. But if you don't have Facebook, (laughs) if you don't have Facebook or access to it, what have you, message us on one of the other socials and I'll grab that link and get it to you. Not a problem. So yes, lots of fun stuff we got going on. I'm excited. We do. We we just launched it today and we already have eight Mm -hmm. people who want books. So I'm excited. Love it. We got that. We got tarot readings. I'm also doing relationship readings, too. Oh, we're doing all the stuff. So the Facebook group's kind of the best place for that. I'll get my life together and I'll start putting it in the link tree as well so you guys can access it there in case Facebook's not your thing. And I will also <laughs> get my life together and edit our website so that it's current <laughs> today and what have you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a year, guys. So, yeah. Don't look at our website. It, it's it's old. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it. We, we're work. We got we got plans. We got plans. Don't worry. We got plans on plans <laughs> on plans. Yes, yes, yes. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. Five and up, get video content. We are going to be getting back into our monthly live streams, Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews. And also, if you are five and up, you get your episodes ad free and typically the day before. So yeah, if you would like to support us, you can do so over there. But that's really all I got. So I'm going to hand it over to Jessica to read us our first story. Our first story comes from Kristen. Kristen writes to us, Hi friends, love the podcast. I've had plenty of paranormal experiences myself and joke that it runs in the family. I'll share my own story soon, but this one stars my toddler. Oh. 
y'all know how I like, I get so freaked out about children. <laughs> I know. Around 18 months, my daughter was gifted with a playhouse. She had recently learned how to ring the doorbell. Aww. So she thoroughly enjoyed ringing it over and over. I asked her who she, who was there, expecting her to say Elmo or Mickey, but she replied Nani. She had never seen Lilo and Stitch, and she has no friends by that name or anything similar. She was also way too young to have an imaginary friend. So who the heck was Nani? <gasps> Nani would then make more appearances at random points to the extent that my daughter would talk about Nani and laugh when we would ask her who or where Nani is. Shit, that Nani's right there. Mm. I started combing through ancestry records on all sides of our family looking for someone whose name could be Nani. I couldn't connect any dots until weeks later. My mom's mom passed when I was a baby, and I had always known her name as Jean, but I realized her given name was Bonnie. Oh, 18-month-olds? Yeah, they don't pronounce shit. Mm -hmm. I talked to my mom about it, and she thought there could be something there. So I showed my daughter a picture of my mom's mom and asked my daughter who it was. Her response, Nani. The last time we heard from Nani was just before my daughter got sick. We haven't heard from Nani in a while, but I know she's still here, and it's only a matter of time before she makes a reappearance. Hmm. I should also add that as I'm writing this, the car in front of me's license plate is known. It's N-O-N-E-E-E-1. So no. Hmm. Anyway, she writes, stay spooky. <laughs> Anyways, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So my first story for the episode comes from our spookster, Skylar. And in the subject line, it said, Great Grandma's Haunted House. Skylar writes, hey, ladies, I've been listening to your podcast for only a week, but I've been obsessed. Listening to listeners encounters sparked a memory for me when I realized I have multiple stories I could share, and this one still confuses the hell out of me, and I wish I knew what the fuck actually happened. So for starters, I want to point out that this happened to me when I was three or four, and I'm now 18, and I can remember vividly. At this point in my life, me, my mom, and my grandpa all lived with my great-grandma in her house. My grandpa had built a large bedroom for my mom and I in the unfinished bedroom, and that's where the majority of the story takes place. So one night while sleeping, I shot straight up to see the TV in front of me quickly changing channels nonstop, and the volume turned up all the way. That was the loudest I had ever heard a TV, and it was 100% loud enough to wake up my mom, who was laying next to me. However, she was dead asleep. I don't know why, but from the second I woke up, I was in a deep panic, like I couldn't breathe and I was crying, with the TV flashing channels and blaring, the bedroom door flung open, and there was one of those sheet ghosts there with no face, just a white sheet. However, when this white sheet looked at me, I could tell it was shocked or surprised, like it wasn't expecting me to be awake and looking at it. I was screaming out for my mom, who, once again, was right next to me, but she didn't wake up. The entire time I was screaming, I didn't break eye contact with the sheet, and they put like quotes around eye contact because there's obviously no eyes. Then with no visible arms, the sheet shut the door. That experience really freaked me out, and I, of course, told my mom the next day, and she didn't believe me. Then only a few weeks later, I was once again sleeping when I was woken up in the middle of the night to look up and see a centipede crawling on my pillow. Gross. Then I looked, oh God. 
Then I looked down and saw a group of centipedes squirming around above my pillow. I screamed to my mom, who did wake up this time, only to have her pick me up and roll me to my other side. After that, my grandpa called an exterminator, but they couldn't find anything once again. My mom just brushed it off as a nightmare. Okay, I was going to say, I was going to be like, your mom's seeing all these centipedes and just like being like, roll over. It's fine. Right. I was like, what? But obviously she didn't see them. I was like, mm, that's gross. <laughs> Cuddle with the centipedes. No big deal. Now, the last thing that happened, I can't remember for the life of me, but both my mom and grandpa have told me about this on separate occasions. The one my mom told me was one time I had all of my stuffed animals in a circle surrounding me and I was having a party with them. But my mom had gone into the kitchen to grab something, and when she came back, all of my stuffed animals were flipped over. When she asked what happened, I said, the army guy shot them dead. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) My mom was obviously shocked because I was only three at the time, and she didn't know where I had heard that from. She then told me how I went into detail, explaining what the army guy looked like and how he also had a woman with him who was really pretty and angel-like. My grandpa had told me how when I was younger, he had overheard me talking, and when he asked who I was talking to, I said, Angel, and I was happy, and I was laughing, so he left me alone, and about an hour later, I was crying and freaking out. He ran into the room and asked what was wrong, and I told him the army guy tried to take the angel and shot her, and she was now dead. I don't remember the army guy, but the last time I was in the house was two years ago when I stayed there for almost two months. The whole time I was there, I felt watched and uncomfortable, especially at night. I still wish I had answers like what was that ghost, where the fuck did the centipedes come from, and was the army guy real or just my imagination? I hope you guys enjoyed the story and I have plenty more that I might share if you guys are interested. Uh, yes. Send us all the spooky stories. I love spooky stories. Right? Okay, so my last story from the night comes from Charles. Hello, ladies. My name is Charles. I recently came across your awesome show about two months ago, and I've been binging your podcast. Well, thank you, Charles. Thanks. I'm loving the dramatics, the sarcasm, and the fun comedic thought. I would, <laughs> I wouldn't be. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if I bumped into Jessica, also being a Greater Sacramento resident. Well, Charles, if you've run into me, I probably have just been like derp. If mm. anyone knows me, <laughs> I walk through life like. I don't think people will know who I am. (laughs) Tunnel vision to get in where we're going. (laughs) Also, like, just please let me know that you know me from the podcast if you just start shouting my name. Because otherwise I would probably be like, what the fuck? I'm going to run away Except that would be your karma because of what happened at the concert. Just saying. With that dude behind us. (laughs) That scared me. (laughs) Okay, Okay, yeah. We'll tell real quick and then we'll go. So for those that aren't on our socials in real time, Jessica was up here last week for like almost a week. Mm-hmm. And we went to see Sam Hunt and she went to go get more drinks. And then she came back and I just hear this guy go, Tara, like saying my name. And I'm like, who the fuck is saying my name? Like, I don't like I look at this guy and I'm like, I don't fucking know you. And he starts handing me this like the whatever Jessica was drinking, I think seltzer or some shit. But I'm like. Mm-hmm. Who is this stranger that knows my name and is trying to give me a drink? No, no, no. I'm going to eat this. And then next thing I know, fucking Jessica's like, I told him to tap you. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> well, because he was saying her name and then like she wasn't turning around because obviously she's like, I don't fucking know this stranger danger. <laughs> I just want to say like the people at the concert that we were with. So nice. So nice. Were so fucking nice. Mm-hmm. Just the people around us like. 
One, the moment of me trying to scale, like, tipsy to crawl down stadium seating <laughs> and then tried to, like, jump over. But instead of grabbing the top, like, the hard, unmovable back of the seat, I grabbed the seat that pushes forward. Tara watched <laughs> me, like, basically fall forward in slow motion. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but at least we had good seats because like if we were like in the nosebleeds that would have been a lot scarier <laughs> oh yeah because i would have fallen and then just kept falling <laughs> but anyways yes yes <laughs> it, was, it was a really good concert by the way if you have an opportunity to see sam hunt mm-hmm. we recommend it yes do it it was so fun anyway to the point i have several stories that i can tell but the one i'll be telling today is about my sister and her guardian ghost to say it extremely loosely It's technically not a ghost, but we'll get into that. Anyway, me and my sister are twins. So, you know, twin telepathy and shit. We notice everything without saying a thing to each other. This story starts when we were only two weeks old. Oh, geez. And we were standard twin babies. One is awake and the other is asleep almost constantly. Sorry, mom. LOL. (laughs) Anyway, we were two weeks old and it was around 3 or 4 a.m. And our mother comes to check on us, mainly because I'm screaming and wailing at the top of my lungs. I'm sure, Tara, as a mother, you can tell the difference between your child's cries as a baby of hunger or I need to be changed. No, Mm -hmm. this cry was pure terror. So my mother, Mm -hmm. being an experienced mother, she goes to quiet the child first to check on them. And to my mother's shock and horror, my sister is barely nearly dead. She wasn't breathing, Mm -hmm. almost blue cold limp and she picks up my sister doing everything she can to get reaction or movement from her while playing 20 questions with 911 on the phone the ambulance is about 20 minutes out and my mother said fuck it i'm taking her to the hospital myself the 911 operator was pretty cool there was a cop about two streets over from what i've been told and gave her a police escort oh my god i I don't even think i could handle this Mm -mm. As she's driving like a bat out of hell to the hospital for my sister, yes, she did survive and was in the NICU for a month. And she, according to the doctors, had a mild form of sleep apnea with a type of reflux and apparat on the reflux. Fast forward a few years, I'm always noticing a second and or delayed shadow, thought nothing of it really, mainly because it didn't feel any bad juju. It was pretty much you ignore it. And it won't fuck with you, minus some small minor annoyances like random scratches, bruises, also added funny bonus with the twin telepathy, both me and my sister talk in our sleep. On occasion, we have full conversations while asleep and my parents and other siblings learned more or less to ignore it. I mean, that would be fun to be able to talk to someone in your sleep. (laughs) Anyway, when we were in our late teens, early 20s, We were at her girlfriend's house for the weekend having some refreshments, having a good time. Now, I've always been sensitive to the ghosts. They like to talk to me and sometimes follow me home. But anyway, her house was loaded with them. Plus, she was a witch and I'm constantly hearing whispers and seeing things around the corners from the old man in the wine cellar, his wife in the kitchen, and some creepy girl in the hall. Spooky as shit. I wasn't a fan of staying there. I would have slept in the car given the opportunity as the evening regressed. We had a few more drinks and you're going to love this. Her girlfriend says, let's play a game, goes into the closet and pulls out a damn Ouija board. And I knew not to. 
I knew it wasn't smart of us, but we decided, fuck it. It's just a game. What's the harm? We talked with the old lady in the kitchen, and she was super sweet and lovable, almost Betty White level, adorable. About 30 minutes of this board, and I'm seeing black shadows swarming past the windows. I'm not enjoying this, and obviously neither are the cats as they're going nuts, and we decide to wrap it up, and somebody else pops up to chat. Wouldn't you know, it was my sister's ghostly shadow here to spill the tea on why they were here. Now, mind you, we're a couple drinks in, so curiosity got the better of us. I can't remember the entity's name, thank God. But it told us that it was not a ghost. In fact, it was a motherfucking demon. That's right, a demon. I know you probably are screaming, call a priest to save the girl. (laughs) Don't worry. We were both baptized as babies. But yeah, the demon was more or less a killer for hire or something. I'm not sure how that all works, but me and her were the targets of the job. And I guess the thing developed a conscience because apparently after trying to off my sister, they had a moment of clarity of sorts and didn't want to kill us both. So it decided to scare the hell out of me to get me to help. And they have been following us ever since to keep her safe, which I guess it's nice. She has a twisted form of a guardian angel with her. I hope you enjoyed this story. I have many more. If you want to hear them, I'll gladly send them. I hope Tara, Jessica, and Kate have a fabulous night. Um, mm-hmm. Charles, your sister has a demon friend? <laughs> I'm still going to say call a priest. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess maybe not if it's there to help. I don't know. I'm conflicted. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Okay, so our last story of the evening comes from Bethany. Bethany writes, disclaimer, my best friend in high school who has since then become my brother as I was adopted by his parents is a female to male transgender. So bear with me on flipping between Shelby, my best friend in high school, and my brother Shay, who are the same person. There is a reason we use his dead name for this story. So for anyone who wants to get upset, he knows and is okay with this. So calm down and follow along to understand. Side note, I have changed the names of the foster kids as they are all still minors for confidentiality and whatnot. Okay, here we go. The basement. My best friend in high school, Shelby, and I were inseparable. We hung out all day at school, most nights, and almost every weekend. The story takes place on the day in the middle of July after Shelby and his mom were on vacation for a week and I had been left on my own devices. Bad idea. Shelby and his mom are mediums, and I was raised as a good little Christian girl. I didn't really believe it. I didn't believe in the paranormal, let alone being able to communicate with the dead. They would go ghost hunting and stay the night in haunted hospitals while I was like, nope. After they returned, Shelby came over to my foster parents' house to hang out and stay the night as we hadn't seen each other in over a week. And my room was in the basement. As you walk down the stairs into the basement, you have to take a sharp left turn to get to the den area where I had a couch and a TV, and if you continue straight, on the back wall was the door to my bedroom. There was a smaller room off to the left of the den where the other foster kids, who were all 10 and under, would play. And just off the left of the playroom, directly under the stairwell, was my bathroom. In the playroom, there were three walls, and on these walls, there were a total of four doors. That's a lot. There was, one to, there was one on the left wall that led to the bathroom, and then two on the back wall, and one on the right wall that all led to unfinished parts of the basement that were used for excess toys, storage, utilities, and the water heater. 
Okay, that makes sense. Because at first I'm like, what in the Winchester is this? Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did think it was like four doors into one room. And I was like, I don't understand. (laughs) On this particular night, I was in my bathroom straightening my hair while Shelby was in the den watching TV and my three foster siblings were in the playroom. The two girls, Bailey 5 and Danielle 7, were playing Barbies and the younger boy, DJ, age 3, was going through random toys messing with anything he could get his hands on. As they were down there, I was kind of keeping an eye on them, even though I wasn't explicitly paying attention at the time. As DJ was the annoying little brother, Danielle got upset and yelled at him, go get your own toys, to which he sulked and walked into the door on the right wall and opened it and released what can only be described as a blood-curdling scream. I was quick to act, dropping my hair straightener in the sink. I ran to the playroom and scooped up the little boy who was trembling and had tears streaming down his face. What's wrong, DJ? What's wrong? I questioned. Why is he screaming and crying? I asked the girls. They both insisted they didn't know. I noticed that DJ was staring into the dark storage room and I began to walk closer. Immediately, he hid his face in my chest and continued to cry. As I got closer to the door, I asked again, what's wrong, buddy? And this time he stood up with wet, puffy eyes and pointed into the middle of the storage room and said, spider. As DJ was three years old at the time, he didn't know a whole lot of words and often said spider when something was scary to him. I knew this. Not seeing a spider or anything for that matter, I attempted to walk through the doorway of the room with him still in my arms. As I got to the door, he immediately grabbed the doorframe and screamed no and wouldn't allow me to bring him into the room. So I backed out of the room, set him down on the playroom, facing the door, and walked into the storage room alone. Turning on the lights to help him see, I scanned the room, in the air where he was pointing, and the floor around me to see if I actually missed a spider or there was some sort of something that would have scared him in that room. Nothing. As I stood there, I started to feel sick. I had goosebumps and the hairs on my arms were standing on end. At the time, I chalked it up to nerves because there is something scary here that he can't explain and I can't see but now I know differently. I looked back to DJ and said, see, no spider. He just stood there crying and reaching for me as if he was trying to pull me out of the room. After finding nothing in the room, I walked out and closed the door. I told the girls to stay out of there for a while in case there is a spider in there. They shuddered and went back to playing. Shelby, who was watching the whole thing happen, sat silently on the couch and said nothing about this until later that night. After dinner, Shelby was very excitedly talking about the events earlier that day and wanted to do a seance because he said he, quote, always felt like there was someone in the house with us, end quote, even when we were alone. Naturally, I was hesitant as even though I wasn't a huge believer in the paranormal, I had the common sense about me to not to want to fuck with it if it were real. I wasn't trying to get us cursed or haunted and I sure as hell wasn't trying to piss anything off considering my bedroom shared a wall with that storage room. No, thank you. That night, after everyone went to bed, Shelby convinced me to to not be a pussy, and we grabbed the candle. All the candles I had sat in a circle in the playroom with all of the lights off and one of the storage room doors on the back wall open. One by one, we lit candles, asking any spirits that were there with us to make themselves known. I noticed that as we were speaking to these spirits, the flames on the candles were flickering in an odd pattern. It was normal for two counts and flickering for two counts. This was in time with my breathing pattern but it was blowing towards me like somebody was outside of the circle breathing in time with me, but nobody was there. After about 10 minutes, we heard a single knock on the wall like somebody fell into it, and like idiots, we got up and grabbed a candle before heading through the open door into the unfinished part of the basement. Because we couldn't be bothered to turn the lights on, the only things lighting our path were the candles we held so we couldn't see much. 
We noticed that as we walked further into this area of the house, we could almost hear a wind whistling in the distance, like somebody had left a door open on a blustery day. The further we walked, the crazier the flames got, dancing their little warning to leave. I could feel it in my gut, we shouldn't be in here, but we continued on. The whole storage room was connected as one huge L-shaped room only separated by a set of wall studs by the kids' toy storage area where DJ had started crying, as they could finish the area and turn it into another bedroom. As we neared the studs, I started hearing the wind howling now along with a rumbling, almost growl sound. The room went cold and all at once the candles in our hands, as well as the ones on the floor illuminating the doorway, went out. We heard floorboards creaking above our heads as if someone was walking around upstairs at two in the morning in a new house without creaky floorboards. The rumble sound sounded to my right again, closer this time as if it were standing next to me. As the whole room is now dark, I couldn't see Shelby, so I did the only thing I could think of. I lied through my teeth. Very funny, Shelby. You can stop trying to scare me. It's not going to work. Then to the left of me, I hear him say, that wasn't me. Suddenly, I feel an ice-cold breeze slithering up my spine. We ran. Yes, finally. I'm like, when are you guys getting out of there? Thanks. (laughs) We ran. And we couldn't see where we were going, but we grabbed each other's hands and ran. When we got to the door and back to the playroom, we turned on all of the lights and looked down at the candles still flickering, completely unbothered. We looked at each other. Weren't the candles just out? Very uneasy about what I had just experienced, I walked to the window in the basement and looked out the front yard. Illuminated by streetlights, you could see the road, trees, and bushes around us. Nothing moving. No wind howling. Just a quiet and still night. Easy to say neither of us slept that night. We stayed in the den where we could keep a close eye on the doors, making sure nothing came through. The next morning, curious about the playroom door, I brought DJ back to the door and opened it again. I asked him to show me the spider again, and once again, he started crying and screaming about the spider. This time I got hit with some common sense and went to find my foster mom. She was into ghosts as well and was very into spiritual cleansing with smoke bundles. I ran upstairs while Shelby stayed with DJ trying to calm him down. So I said to her, Lily, I know you believe in this paranormal woo-woo stuff. Grab your smoke bundle and come downstairs. There's something in the storage room that's freaking DJ out, but nothing is there. So she grabbed her bundle and came downstairs to see the same scene we had seen we had for the past two days. The door opened and a terrified DJ shaking and crying, pointing into the middle of the air in an empty room. I told her he wouldn't let me bring him in there, so she attempted the same thing. She picked him up and tried to walk into the room. Again, he grabbed onto the doorframe and screamed no, refusing to enter the room. She put him down and told us to all leave the house for a bit and go play in the backyard while she cleansed and banished the unwanted spirits. We took the kids outside and stayed with them for a bit before Lily said we could come back inside. We all once again went into the basement. The door had been shut and DJ tensed up as we walked to open the door. With DJ in my arms, I walked to the doorway and I asked him again, where's the spider? His face was in my chest, shielding himself from seeing the room. He slowly looked up, but this time he didn't scream. He wiggled in my arms, trying to get down. As soon as I let him down, he walked into the room, looked all around, and back to us in the doorway. I squatted down so I was on his level and asked, Do you see the spider? He vigorously shook his head no, wiping tears away and shrugged. Spider, all gone. He came close to me and lovingly caressed my face. Spider tried to get you, sissy. Bad spider. I walked into the room and looked to the right wall, the wall that my bedroom shared. And there, clear as day, were scratch marks in the drywall like somebody tried to claw their way into my room from inside the storage room. (gasps) 
Oh my god. I didn't like it. I don't like that. Ew. Gross. All right. Well, y'all, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up today for this month's listener encounter stories. Thank you guys that sent stories in. And if you've not hear your sto- heard your story yet, we literally have like 30 pages of stories. But please, if you have some that you have not sent, just send them in and we will get to them. We promise. We love reading your guys' stories. But with that, we are going to wrap this up and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye.